Dear No One, welcome to episode six. As always, thank you for your ratings and follows, and don't forget to spread the word. As a reminder, we stream from Podbean, Apple, Spotify, Castbox, Google Play, and anywhere else podcasts are found. Find us at www.darenoone.podbean.com and follow us on Instagram. Please, please, please join the Facebook group, Dare No One Podcast. And we have something new, y'all. The episode will spark it. This episode will spark an After Dark show on Clubhouse. For those of you who do not know what Clubhouse is, DM us. And for those who do, come join in the After Dark conversation. You can find us in Clubhouse as Dare No One Podcast After Dark. Every Thursday after the podcast episode release, we will discuss the episode further at 10 p.m. Join us. Dear no one, it has been a long time since I came to you. (sighs) June 2020 to be specific. And I feel like I owe you an explanation. Initially, it took a while because I was going through the government process of hiring. So I knew the rest of 2020 was shot because I had to get ethics to approve once I started working. I was excited to get started in 2021, but like most of us, 2021 hit me like a brick wall. It smacked me so hard, I wasn't sure I could get back to normal, whatever normal is these days. Dear no one, I know I'm not the only one going through something, because the last couple of years have been tough for all of us. And if you want me to tell your story, DM us on Insta. But for now, I will tell mine. Dear no one, 2021 spiraled. After my birthday in January, I had COVID. Then long COVID. I could barely breathe. And while I did not have any symptoms besides a cough during the two weeks I suffered, I also had pneumonia. The aftermath came with a trip in an ambulance to the ER. My stomach was experiencing pain that the hospital fixed with three different painkillers through an IV. That made me feel like I was floating. I remember thinking, wow, is this what getting high feels like? (laughs) After that, I lost taste for certain foods I love, like salads, coffee, and many, many more plant-based foods. Dear no one, that trauma was enough. Then I lost a very good friend, Pamela Battle. I lost her to COVID. A moment of silence, please. Dear no one, I was devastated. She had COVID for four days and died. Pam was my ride or die. She showed up for everything, more trauma. My best friend was already fighting breast cancer. I couldn't take any more friends in trouble. Dear no one, then I got my heart broken. I cried. In fact, I followed the Kubler-Ross model of grief and then I got injured. I was in a boot for over 90 days, then came the trip to the hospital My blood pressure had raised to 250 over something high. I was admitted. They checked my heart. In fact, they checked everything. Johns Hopkins did all types of tests. Turns out I'm now allergic to certain shell food. Shellfish, excuse me. Oh my goodness. I love shrimp and seafood. I was born on an island for crying out loud. More trauma. I just finished reading The Body Keeps the Score by Vessel van der Kolk. And while we will get into this later, I want to make sure and say this book is no small feat. It's not for the faint at heart, but I recommend it because it speaks of how deep-rooted trauma can be. Dear no one, if I'm being honest, I was probably depressed I had gained weight on top of all of this. In November of last year, I decided to break down the brick wall, one brick at a time. I started seeing a GI specialist and a mental health specialist. 
Now that you know what took me so long, you have to be wondering what brought me back. You want to know what brought me back to the podcast? Back to you? Self-love. I had to learn to give myself grace. I couldn't have thought of a better episode than self-love. In fact, this will be a series. This episode will focus on relationships and self-love. This episode, our guests are Jack and Nikki. Jack is like my brother, and Nikki is this person, and now my sister. They gave me the honor of marrying them next October, and as they're soon to be efficient, I decided to have them here to discuss something powerful. Something as powerful as self-love and knowing when you have found your person. Dear no one, without further ado, I want to welcome Jack and Nikki. Welcome, Jack. Welcome, Nikki. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Marceline, for having us. So excited to be here. Oh, of course. Well, congratulations, first of all, on thank the engagement and upcoming wedding. And thank you so much for the honor of being, of giving me the honor of being your wedding officiant. I'm going to get right into it. But the burning question that I chose to ask my listeners this episode is, is he your person? And I absolutely do not want to marginalize any listener. So a better question probably would be, is the one you're with or contemplating to be with your person? And how do you know? I want to start with you, Nikki. However, before you answer, I want my listeners to understand that the reason why this is tied to self-love is that before you truly can love anyone else, you must absolutely first love yourself. I believe that self-love brings self-awareness, and when you're self-aware, you will know who your person truly is because you will recognize what you need and want, and most of all, deserve. Agreed? Yes. (laughs) So, Nikki, is Jack your person and why? I'm going to get right into it. (laughs) Is he my person? Well, I hope so because we're getting married (laughs) in October. But but yes, he is my person. Um, The why part, you know, it really didn't take me long to figure out why. But I think the best answer is because... I was 100% um, myself with him, but also I was at 100% with him, if that makes That's sense. That's powerful. Right? So it does. Just to tying it into, you know, your self-love and self-awareness. Um, before I met Jack, I was at a point where, you know, I was really down. I was, um, you know just at a very low point in my life. I had just got out of a toxic relationship. I had lost my grandfather, who was like my best friend. I'm sorry to hear Um, that. I was going through um, some employment issues, and then COVID hit, right? And so at that time, it was just, I think COVID really forced me to really kind of just sit and think about all of the things that I was going through. And at that moment, I just really didn't know what, you know, life had in store for me. But just going through that, I really learned a lot about myself. I really learned to give myself compassion and grace. And I really knew that when I did open up my heart, that I was going to be intentional. So a lot of praying, um, a lot of just, Again, just being self-aware, remembering of the things that I went through in the past and moving forward, what I didn't want to go through, and just understanding what I deserve. And, um, you know, all of that was really what helped me to, again, open up and to believe and feel that I deserve true love. And so, fast forward, here we are now. And I think if I didn't have that moment of clarity, if I didn't have that moment of solitude that I wouldn't be here now um sitting beside my soon-to-be husband oh <laughs> I love it oh my gosh I love what you said about intentional because I think that is so important you know that we 
if we're if we're out there looking for that person, mm-hmm. that's absolutely what we should do. We should be intentional. Absolutely. And so I completely agree with that. If you're not and you just want to have fun, that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's a different story. But if this is what you want and you want to be with someone and find that someone, you have to be intentional, especially in today's day and time. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. I remember one of our, we met online. And okay. So, okay. Are you gonna give up the online source? <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to. Okay. No free marketing. It's designed to be deleted. deleted. <laughs> oh. Okay. Good. Uh, so I, I Love it. One of our first conversations. Um. You know, I told him that I was single at the time, but I wanted my next to be my last. Yeah. And those mm. were the exact words. Because I knew that I just was tired of, like, just dealing with just the drama and just the craziness. And I knew I wanted a husband. I wanted to be with my person. Right. Right. And so I knew the only way to do so was to up front be like, this is what I want. So don't come with the BS. (laughs) If you don't know what I want, you know, that's cool. But you wait for me, you know. And I think by saying that, he said some similar words, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was I was really like sticking to my guns. Good like, for you. you know? And we'll get to you, Jack. Don't oh, worry. Of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but even then, I was just remembering like, you know, whoever. Because at the time, I didn't know, you know, that he was my person. Right. So just while I was on the whole online dating process, I was just like, you know, I'm going to be open. But again, being intentional. And also, um, you know, just making sure that I knew what I wanted and what I deserved and what was okay. So that meant for me, if there was any type of red flags, stopping it at the gate. Because mm. I've been used to seeing a red flag. I'm like, oh, it's just one small little yeah. red flag, right? You can, compromise. Like, you can compromise. It's nothing big. But then those red flags turns to, like, alarms, mm-hmm. right? And so... I was just tired of all of that, and so I just had to, from the jump, be like, nope, like, this is a deal breaker. If you're not bringing this, I don't want it. Oh, yeah. I love that. So it's about what you deserve, and it's about what you can tolerate, and it's about mm-hmm. your threshold. And we'll get into that later, but I don't want to keep Jack silent for too long. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jack, I'm posing the same question to you. Is Nikki your person and why? Nikki is definitely my person. <laughs> um, for why, I would say I would reiterate a bunch of what she said, so I don't kind of want to just sound like a broken record player and just repeat <laughs> the same things. But it's okay to be a broken for, record. For me, personally, like it was definitely all about the intention. I knew before I got on the app that if I wasn't ready myself, that there, I was doing myself a disservice by even going on and like you said, just going for dates for fun. That, mm-hmm. that wasn't my personal intention. My intention was to get on the app. I told myself, I'm going to give myself a certain time frame. If I don't find somebody in this time frame, and I'm going to take this serious, mm-hmm. then this isn't for me, and maybe I need to go back to the drawing board. So when I met Nikki, I knew that I wanted to be serious. Of course, I didn't know, like, okay, well, this is the one. I didn't know, like, any of that stuff, but... I just know if I was at least by myself and I was true to myself, like, I would find out someone's true colors by being that. Mm-hmm. And when we That's had, true. you know, conversations and she said things that kind of mirrored how I felt, it just felt like we were instantly connected. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I told her that from the beginning. I said, something about you is different. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like we are already... He's so spiritually me. like he did. connected and we There's, never met yeah, we, he told me this was his word <laughs> he said he said i know we never met but it's something about you he was like you just have a beautiful soul and i like that yeah and I love it, that. It, it really made me and i and i say this all the time like i think we're i don't want to say like i think we're the same person but i feel like we are so much alike that that is a breath of fresh air to know that I found somebody who feels the same way I feel, who wants the same things I want. We both want to go in the same direction. It's like, wh- why the hell would I not do this? Like, I'm so happy 
Um, but yes, to answer the question, yes, Nikki is definitely my person. Um, I love her so much, and I cannot wait until we are standing at the altar and we get married October. Oh, I can't wait to be at the altar with you two. Yes. Um, that's so exciting. I really like what you said about how you feel like you're on the same page or you, you didn't use this word, but your energies match mm -hmm. each other, mm -hmm. you know, and I, I think that that is something that is so important. It kind of goes back to the whole intentional thing. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's like, yeah, sometimes we can put a time limit on things like you're like, okay, I'm gonna do this in this time. I'm gonna do that. Like that doesn't always work for everyone, but I, you were on this with a purpose and your purpose mm -hmm. was to find your person and mm -hmm. you had your criteria. That's right. And I find that that's wonderful. Now, neither me or our listeners are naive. We understand that simply asking, is this your person, is not just it or how it works. Relationships require work, but how much work should that be and who decides? It comes back to what I said earlier about threshold. And I guess the question here is, how much are you willing to take and how much is too much? Jack. Uh, yeah, let me answer this yes. one first because when I hear that, oh yeah, it's so much work, relationships are so much work. Well, when we hear from people we know who are in relationships, who have been in relationships longer than us, they tell us about the ups and the downs and everything. Personally, I know that there is no amount of work that is going to be too hard for me to deal with when it comes to her. You're going to make me cry. I am willing to really go through <laughs> anything, like the, through the fire, through the worst time, the hardest time. Like, it doesn't matter. There's nothing in front of me that's going to be too difficult or too hard. No mountain is too high for me to climb. For her, I'm willing to go through all of it. So it's just like... When I hear these things, I understand that. And I and I try to tell people, if you understand that before the things even come up, mm -hmm. then don't you already win the battle? Because you know it's going to happen. All you have to do is just go through it. It's going to be rough when you go through it. It's like, for instance, take this for example. If you get sick, you know you're not feeling good. You know you're not feeling well. You're going to be sick maybe a couple of days. But guess what? After mm -hmm. that couple of days... You might bounce right back and be mm -hmm. on all 10 and ready to go. So I understand that there's going to be times where either I'm getting on her nerves. I, I know I get on her nerves <laughs> and she's going to get on mine or there's going to be something that comes up. But I understand that that's part of the process. So I don't let that stuff beat me up. I just take that with a grain of salt. And I'm like, whatever, I don't really care because tomorrow we're going to be perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. So that's how I look at it. Um, babe, what you got to say? Well, <laughs> I think that one thing that um, Jack and I have th that is good is that, and he balances me out in this way, is he has a lot of patience and understanding. <laughs> um, <laughs> granted, That's I'm good. Good we, job, like Jack. <laughs> we definitely are the same person, but at the same time, we don't agree on everything. Um, you know, there are some times where certain issues, and, and to me it might be an issue, but to him it's nothing, right? Mm -hmm. And so I have to realize that what may seem like a big deal to me, to him, is really not. And so he does a really good job at helping me to understand and see, you know, uh, a brighter picture of things, mm -hmm. right? So I, sometimes I often look at things as the glass being half um, empty, right? But for him, it's always half full. And I really appreciate that because there are times where, you know, I I don't want to say I get mad at him for certain things, but certain things get on my nerves where I feel like, you know what, I need to bring this up to him, you know? Mm -hmm. And what I'm what I'm not used to, especially in the beginning, was someone just like, okay, well, I'll, I'll fix it, right? Yeah. I'm used to kind of getting some pushback. pushback on it. But with him, it was just like, oh. And he's always been intentional of making sure that if I bring something up to him that makes so bothers me, that he works, you know, really well to do his best in making sure that, you know, moving forward, mm -hmm. it doesn't happen again. Um, but, you know, I think... You know, we were kind of on a fast track with our relationship. We met during COVID. 
um, some the COVID love. The COVID love. Doing <laughs> 2020. So we were kind of, we did things a little backwards um, because, you know, normally pre COVID, you meet someone, you guys go on dates and things like that. Right. You to explore each other and go on these adventures. And we didn't have that because everything was pretty much shut down, not open. Mm-hmm. So we, we were really forced to spend that like quality time with each other um always around each other and i think that really helped us in a way um because we really got to know the nitty-gritty and the great and the good and the bad and whatever of each other um and so i think that also helped too with when it comes to knowing that we're about to go down this road of marriage and spending our lives together and that we can whatever life brings us you know, we can get through it no matter what the ebbs and the flows and the highs and the lows are. Yeah. And I and I just want to touch really quickly on the COVID thing. Like, mm-hmm. it, it kind of, not forced us. Well, yeah, it did. It actually did. It forced us mm-hmm. to be more open with getting to know each other without so much going on around us. So when we would meet up and, like, go on, I don't want to say like a picnic, but even our first date, we went to um, an outdoor area where we had wine. And there wasn't a bunch of people around us at the time, so we were able to focus on each other, not a bunch of noise going on, not in a traditional like, oh, let's meet up and go in a restaurant or something like that, where there's so much going on, you have a waiter coming and going, Mm -hmm. the conversation's not the best. We were able to just really let our true personalities shine and just talk and communicate. And I think a lot of people don't necessarily communicate as well up front. Right. Um, especially when you're, like, trying to date. Because, first of all, you're probably nervous about dating anyway. You don't know what to wear. You don't know what to say. But we just showed up as ourselves. And that was uh, something that helped us, for sure. That's important. I I think, you know, I love what you said about showing up as yourself. I love that you admit that relationships do require work, though you don't see it as work because it's important to you to get through it together. Right. Yeah. So communicating, building that trust. Um, though it And then the whole COVID thing is fascinating mm-hmm. because you're right. COVID does kind of force us into this different situation that we're not accustomed to. Um, But I love what you said, Nikki, about about, um, just making sure that you communicate, Mm -hmm. making sure that you talk to him about what's truly going on. I think that's something that is missed a lot, Mm. where we keep things bottled in and it goes nowhere and it mm-hmm. turns into like this ball mm-hmm. in water that eventually either evaporates or explodes, right? Absolutely. And I think, again, just being in relationships that didn't work, right? And yes. So, um, I've had many. Oh, <laughs> and so I think, again, I was at that point where it was just like, you know, when I had my moment of solitude, it was just like, I do not want to go through that again. So I have to like force myself, even though sometimes there may be things that's on my mind that I feel like, well, I don't want to be nitpicking, or, mm-hmm. you know, but if it's really bothering me, I'm like, you, you just need to say it, you know, you just need to say it. Yes. And so I think, um, and even, even looking at my parents, you know, my parents been married for now, they just had an anniversary and they've been married for, how long <laughs> 37 years a long time <laughs> and just even looking at their relationship and they've known each other since they were like 12 right oh wow so you know and i always ask them like what is it that has you all like still have that deep love and connection even through you know the highs and yeah. the lows and they always say communication like they always say communication because even sometimes you know Love sometimes isn't enough, right? And right. love to me is really something that you can love a person, but to stay in love with someone, 
you know, you have to be willing to know that it's it's a commitment. Like, it's something that sometimes you may not like this person one day. You know, you may always love them, but you might not like them. But, you know, it's just one of those things where ultimately communication is one of, it's the number one factor. And so for me, again, learning from my past and not saying anything and being afraid of, like, you know, offending someone or feeling like I'm nitpicking or always complaining, you know, always get, you always complaining, you know, I never do nothing right, blah, blah, blah. But if, if you're feeling a certain way, um, I think that, not I think, but you definitely should communicate that to them. Right. And if they don't understand your feelings and try to analyze one, why you're feeling that way, you know, what is it that maybe something that they're doing that's making you feel a way, maybe it's something else that you're going through that's triggering something, you right. know, if they don't try to at least understand your feelings and where it's coming from, then to me, that's another flag. Right. Because sometimes I might feel a way and he'll, he'll question me through it. Well, why do you feel this way? Mm-hmm. You know? And then I'm kind of like, wait, what? Like, I right. expect to have this conversation because now I'm supposed to like unpack my feelings and I don't want to yeah. do that. I just want to let you know that I'm mad at you. You know? So, <laughs> bonding and just connecting mm-hmm. on just deeper levels through that communication it's just something about it it's just i mean it's talking about some growth i mean yeah, it's just mm-hmm. it, it definitely is like wow like i just feel like a whole like adult in terms of just being mindful of my emotions and his emotions and how we can work together to make sure that we're always on level ground Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, we have this thing that we say to each other. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> what is it? No, it's, it's innocent. We say two is one. Yeah. And the reason we say that to each other is, one, we both feel that way, but we just feel like it's no more me. It's no more I. It's mm. about us together. It's about us being a team. But we understand that we both have to kind of feel like we're on the same page with certain things mm-hmm. or at least understand the other person and what they're mm-hmm. going through. Maybe you're not feeling that way, but two is one is really just saying like, like we're together. I got you. I got your back. I'm with you. I'm always with you. No matter what you're going through, no matter how you're feeling, no matter what's going on in your life, this is the commitment that we made to each other and we really feel like two is one not the fact that we're of course feel like we're the same person but we just that helps us even bond it's just something so small and it's funny and it's fun and Mm -hmm. it's quirky and it's cool but that alone just like it keeps the bond together it helps us remember that down the road 30 years from now like we're going to always be together it's two mm-hmm. is one so that's, two is that's one. something we say i like it i like it um so the, you guys said a lot it's mm-hmm. it's very interesting and it's 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 wonderful so i this podcast episode is about is he your person you know relationships and self-love and so we talked earlier about loving yourself before you can love anyone else but I think the question here is, what does this have to do with self-love? I think you guys hit it, hit the nail on the head with that because you said something about communicating. Mm-hmm. But sometimes communicating, while it's a simple, strong, beautiful word mm-hmm. that will make the wheels turn, not everyone can do it. And, not, and, mm-hmm. and also, people don't do it out of fear. Mm-hmm. And to me, that fear comes from a sense of insecurity Mm. and so I feel like this goes back to self-love because Mm -hmm. when you're insecure there's like there's there's something to be said about insecurity and self-love like it's just not cohesive and I think that it sounds to me that one of the things that you guys are making sure that even though you say the whole two and one two is one thing I did I get it right yes (laughs) (laughs) It's, it sounds to me 
that you're making room for your individual self to yeah. come to the mm -hmm. table. You're a team, but you're recognizing your own faults. Like you sit there and you're like, well, I can do this. I just want to be mad. But what's important is the compromise yeah. of how you're able to kind of soak in what he says and listen to it and understand. That's communication. Mm -hmm. That's you opening up without fear and that's you not being insecure. And I find that beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I think that goes back to self-love. What do you guys think about that? I definitely agree. You, When you just tied it up on the last point you said, I was going to say that. I was going to say, mm -hmm. when you get insecure... It is because of a fear of something. Mm -hmm. and, and it seems like it could be you are scared to blank. Either you're scared to tick somebody else off or you're scared to do something to someone because of the way they're going to react to it, mm -hmm. which is really going to always revert back to you. So there's this thing that you have to realize is that no matter what's going on around you, you have to control or... or try to control the way you react to it and by react i mean feel which comes down to your emotions so you can't always get so caught up into like the things that are going around you things may not be going well things may be going bad you have to kind of realize like these things are going on but how am i personally going to react to this right so mm -hmm. when you can get through that, it's like all that insecurity goes out the way. There's nothing to be scared or fearful of because it's like I'm I'm happy, I'm good, I'm my spouse is is the same. Like there is nothing that we cannot communicate about or talk about or just feel without saying, Hey, this is this is what it is. And I know you're gonna be okay with me telling you straight up what the truth is because I, I don't want to lie to you. I'm not fearful of anything. I'm going to keep it 100 with you. I'm going to tell you the truth. I respect that you're going to do the same. And when you are that open with somebody, like all the insecurities go out the window. When, when you are with someone wholeheartedly, like it doesn't matter if they're going to go out and hang with their friends and where they're going to go and what they're going to... You're like, as long as you're safe, you come back home, like, it's cool. It's, it's really not a big deal. Right. People make so much big deals out of small things because they're really insecure and they're fearful of how something is going to come back on to them. So once you get through that, you're good. So what you're saying is that you both have created a safe place for each other. Yeah. So, which brings me to my next question. Okay. I'm sorry, Nikki, did you have something oh, well, to say? Well, I was just going to say that for me, I think just tying into the whole um, self-love and even insecurities, because even sometimes now I have insecurities, but it's more so a, a, a personal insecurity versus being insecure about a relationship, right? Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, I just don't want to confuse those things because it's, People have insecurities. But I think for me, in my self-love process, it helped me to become more confident mm -hmm. in having those conversations and realizing, you know what? I do have these securities, but because I know what I want and because I know what I deserve, like, I'm going to speak up. I'm going to be myself. You know, I'm going to authentically be me and... You know, if that means that I complain that he bites his fingernails or <laughs> he's always nitpicking and finding little things about me or the things <laughs> I do because I'm always leaving my socks here or my keys there, it's fine, you know. And so it's just like <laughs> things like that. You just have to learn to be okay with it and be confident in knowing that um, if you're with someone, and when you start speaking and communicating these things, it's always, to me, it was always, always the first reaction. Like, the first time I started, um, I don't want to say complaining, but the first time I started speaking about how I felt mm -hmm. and I noticed, like, his reaction, that's how I knew, like, oh, okay, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's how you know he was creating yeah, that safe place. Yeah, I know he was creating that yeah. safe space because it wasn't a pushback. He didn't make me feel bad about the way I felt. 
Um, and so it just really, as he should exactly. And so it was just really a moment for me to feel safe, right? Good. And the fact that one, <laughs> you know, he had his own friendship circle. I had my own friendship circle. He, even though we are, we say we like the same person, but he does things that he likes and I have things that I like. And I think having those moments where you can still be an individual is very key. Definitely. Because to me, it's always like, you know, when you go into the airport, or not the airport, but you're on the airplane, you're about to take off, and they always say, make sure you put your mask on first. Mm-hmm. So oh, me, I love that right? analogy. So it's just like, you have to always take care of yourself, right? And to mm-hmm. me, taking care of yourself is making sure mm-hmm. that you still remain that independent individual who you were before you exactly. got into the relationship. Yeah. And if you feel yourself shifting or changing, because that has that has That's happened to me. Red flag. In the past, red flag, red flag. So not being myself, not being able to hang with my friends or not, you know, feeling like, oh, I like to do this, but he doesn't like to do that. So, you know what? I'm just not going to do flag it. You know? That's a, a huge exactly. like, red flag. like, And so individuality in a relationship is key because those are the moments where you still like I'm still learning so much about him and I'm sure he could say the same about Mm me but as you grow together in a relationship you still should be able to grow individually I I agree I agree um so you guys kind of answered a little bit well my next question it's about what do you want your person to do for you and give you that is intangible, right? Mm-hmm. And you guys have been talking a lot about that. So, but I just wanted to pinpoint on that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like sometimes people say, oh, I just want my maid to give me flowers sometimes. Mm-hmm. Valentine's coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I want chocolate. I want this. I want that. I don't want a Louis Vuitton bag. I don't know what these girls want or women <laughs> or men want. But, you know, it's... um. I, I think that intangibles are so important because there's respect, mm-hmm. there is trust, there is um, communication, which mm-hmm. we already talked about. Mm-hmm. But so I, the question here is, um, what is it that you want your person to do for you and give you that is intangible? I guess if you could pick one, which one would you choose? I think for me, when it comes to something that's like I just want my person to see me right and I feel like when I say see me I mean all of the parts of me because there are times I in 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 my life where I'm I, I'm a career junkie and I am I'm an overachiever that's okay and, and I told him this in the beginning, I think when we first met, I was like, I'm in this, I'm in that, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Like, I'm all about elevating, mm-hmm. you know, but also... You sure you're not a Capricorn? <laughs> I'm just saying. Scorpio, but, <laughs> but there, there's always points of me where I just always have to go to the next level, right? Yes. Sometimes it can get a little crazy, but that's a big part of me. But also there's sides of me that are uh, more, uh, more gentle where... I, I have those insecure moments. And sometimes mm-hmm. I feel insecure. And I just want to be okay to feel that way. You know, I want to be to the point where, you know, I haven't gotten my nails done or my hair isn't done. And it's okay. You know, I just want to be me. Like, if I'm walking around, I think this is when I really knew. <laughs> One of the reasons <laughs> when I was walking around looking like Seely, you know, like all the girls I was like, oh, Seely. From Color Purple. From Color Purple. I'm like, Seely. It was just one of those moments. The bad, where... the bad people? <laughs> 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 but it was just like, you know, just so much going on. And it was just one of those moments or a few days where I just didn't care, like, how I looked. I was like, look, this is me. You know, if you love me, this is me wholeheartedly, I don't care, you want to see, like, chip polish on the nails and the toes, like, just those moments. Yeah, so don't be messing with Whoopi now. <laughs> I, was, I mean, I was looking crazy, sometimes I could be looking crazy, but it's just those things like that, and when he tells me, like, because I, I told him the other day, I don't feel sexy, you know, I don't mm-hmm. feel 
beautiful. I'm just not feeling myself. And he always, like, he's just so beautiful. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. So, and to me, it's just like he just sees me. Like, to be no seen. matter how I feel, where I am in life, you know, whether I get a new job or I get a promotion or I didn't get a promotion or whatever the case may be, you know, whether I'm going through family drama or family issues, he always just sees me. And to me, that's just like the best feeling ever, you know, mm-hmm. to like just when you're at a place where you just feel like I'm just not myself. But to them, they see you at your best. Mm. What about you, Jack? So I'm glad this topic came up because. Oh, boy. Nikki is saying that, you know, she wants somebody to see her butt. To me, what that means is not just to see somebody, but to accept them for like mm-hmm. who they truly are, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You you want someone who is going to accept you at all these different times, but that goes back to what we just spoke about. To me personally, this and this is how it ties in. The most important part, or the most important thing that you know, I knew up front that I wanted from someone was I wanted somebody who was going to be their individual self. Like, and I wanted to be able to accept this person and I wanted this person to accept me for being who I am. When we spoke about, like, people changing who they are and, you know, oh, well, I can't do this anymore or I feel like I can't do that anymore, that is a red flag. I want somebody who is going to actually accept me for who I am. I don't want to change. I don't want to have to act a certain way. I don't want to go around your family and have to put on a show or your coworkers in a corporate setting Mm -hmm. or any of this Mm -hmm. stuff. I want to be me and I want you to just love me so much for who I am, me as the individual. And that's what I want. To do as well to my partner. So, I just wanted just pureness. Well I just wanted it to be yes. something where it felt so natural to me that mm. it just was, it made me feel good. It made me feel happy to just be like normal in a sense. Like, I don't yeah. have to try to do anything <laughs> else. Mm-hmm. So, to me, um, I, we have, I think we're in agreement that it's like we want to accept I think acceptance is the biggest seeing and accepting, but accepting the person for being exactly who they are. But also, but also in that, I feel like it's one thing to you know for someone to accept who you are, but to also accept the parts of you that are still becoming. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's a big important part because I know a lot of times, you know, people get in relationships and they fall in love for the for who you are at that moment but you know life goes on and time goes on and you grow and you change and you even learn different parts of you that you didn't even know before and so it's important for your partner or your significant other to also learn to grow and love those parts too Mm -hmm. right and so I think that's a big part of you know I mean we're still learning that but even as we get into marriage and we start to grow and things like that like just knowing and understanding that there are going to be moments where you're like oh okay this is who you want to be now okay you know I'm on board but it's just I I don't want someone who just wants to be with who I was when I first met them like I want someone to be with me because they see me growing in all these different like you know I'm a blooming flower yeah you know well, no one stays the same, and exactly. if they do, then yeah. there's a problem. There, there's a problem. Red flag. Red flag. Red flag. Red flag. And if someone gets mad or they can't understand the changes that you go through in life, red flag. Yep. You know, so. Um, I love this whole red That's flag right. thing. Red flag. <laughs> right, right. But I, I want to kind of reel you guys back in because mm-hmm. I think where we're headed is just overall trust, right? Mm -hmm. So one of the most beautiful things I saw recently was watching blind sprinters in the Paralympics. Mm -hmm. I find everything, well, I kind of find love in everything. Like, Mm -hmm. that's just me. I'm a hopeless romantic. 
Um, I still believe in Prince Charming, but, mm -hmm. you know. He's out there. He's out there. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember becoming tear-filled and saying, man, what a boatload of trust with that sprinting partner. Yeah. It's like, what would it take for me to trust someone in that incredible moment? But for everyone, it's different. Mm -hmm. For you guys, what does trust look like? Mm -hmm. And why do you choose each other for this next sprint in your life? Get it? Sprint? Pun? No, sir. <laughs> pun intended? No, sir. <laughs> that is a great question. And you want to? I'll say something. I, I think that, again, we are talking about how being together, you really have to be yourself and like mm -hmm. be okay with yourself first. I think for me personally, I had to know going into something that I could trust myself first because if mm. I couldn't trust myself, how can I trust somebody else? Like, I can't even trust myself. So I had to... But trust to, yourself in what sense? In all aspects of being in a relationship. Mm. Like, I knew that if I wasn't able to trust myself saying that, okay, I want to be in a relationship, I'm going to do everything right. Like, I don't think I ever really felt that way before. Like, yeah, I might have been in a relationship, but... I didn't really trust myself, and that's how mm -hmm. I knew, like, okay, this clearly is not my one. This isn't my mm -hmm. person. But once I got to the point where I said, I'm going to trust myself, I'm going to do everything right up front from the very beginning, then trusting somebody else is, like, so easy because it's just, like, what they what what have you been taught in elementary school? Well, Marcine, you grew up in Jamaica, so here in America, what we learned <laughs> is... <laughs> Treat people the way you want to be treated. Same they, thing in Jamaica, know, they, by the way. See, good, good stuff. So universal, universal. Yes. So I knew that I had to treat my person the way that I wanted to be treated. So I had to trust myself first before I can trust anybody else. And it it just makes it so much easier. Like I don't, I I trust her with everything. I don't have any kind of reason not to. Except unless we're trying to like surprise each other with a gift or something like that's it. Um, there's no reason to not have trust. She hasn't given me any reason. hasn't I haven't seen any red flag at all. So, and I think it does have a lot to do with myself because karma is real too. So um, I trust myself and I'm gonna trust her. I think for me, when I think about trust, to me, it's more on a spiritual level. I'm a spiritual person. I don't know if, you know, everyone might have their own beliefs or whatever, but I am a believer of God. And I think for me, trusting him, one, let me just, you know, preface it by saying, by me being intentional in the beginning about what I wanted and who I wanted. Mm -hmm. And it was a matter of not even just saying like, oh God, please bring me the love of my life. Like it was literally like, God, I want someone who's equally yoked. I want, like, I was literally like. You, you laid it out. I had to lay it out and be specific, right? Because so, someone told me, like, you have to be specific in what you, you want. You do. You do. And so I think for for me um, to be specific and to be intentional, it was really also about trusting God to bring that person to me right mm -hmm. the person who I wanted that my heart desired the person who he yep. had for me because to be honest when I first came across him online it took a few <laughs> a few clicks and then too I had to consult with my days. sister I took a few clicks before I, I actually liked and matched with him because it was mm. just like you know so you like, had him stewing right it was just like i think once i trusted god to bring him into my life and then like once we started dating with purpose mm -hmm. it was just like the trust had to kind of be like you were talking about the blind sprinters yeah and sometimes you gotta have that faith right and you gotta have that blind faith Yep. And and know and believe again. I'm a spiritual person. I'm not sure what mm -hmm. you know everyone believes, but it was it was just trusting God, 
and knowing that he knew my heart and he already got me through the first date and even in the first date I was just like wow like it was just like honestly like, when we first met it was just like home for me it was like I knew this person but I didn't know this person mm-hmm. and so I just trusted that and I was like oh you're doing something you know what I'm saying <laughs> and so it was just like I just had to keep trusting him and as I kept trusting him I started to trust myself in my judgment in terms of you know my emotions and um again continuing to be more intentional um so it was just i don't know i mean trust is 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 a big thing right but i i think once i realized that you know he had all the right intentions it trust kind of became it kind of went to the back seat, right? It so now it's like trust is not even a conversation because it's automatic. Cause yeah. it's like I trust him, so it's it's just not even a part of it. It's just like trust, what? That's like <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Um, I I am gonna come to a close with you two. Mm-hmm. I think that. This was this was great. I really enjoyed the conversation. I learned so much more about you two and it, it's I think it's beautiful. I say, you know, keep it up, keep communicating, keep relying on each other. Two is one. Is that two what you said? Two is one. I'll get it. I'll get it by by the by the wedding. Right. I'll probably throw that into my you officiating. <laughs> Um, you know, and like you guys are going to be around for the rest of the show. So feel free to chime in. But I really want to thank you. I appreciate you coming on. I really appreciate you guys being vulnerable enough to share this with the world. I have podcast listeners in freaking, um, I think Australia or something. It's so beautiful. Um, on cloud nine, I don't have a lot of followers, but it's great. Um, if I can touch one person, then that's enough for me. So thank you guys for being vulnerable and for coming. I appreciate that. Um, Oh, of course. And feel free to chime in on the rest of the episode because you guys are here listening to me anyways. Um, But dare no one, I want to dive deeper into self-love a little bit um, and kind of put my vulnerability into this. And so what is self-love and how will we find it? I think it's a great question, and I believe self-love comes from reflection. Mm -hmm. The only way I know how to truly reflect is being honest with myself and asking self some tough questions. Mm -hmm. Do I love myself? What do I love about myself? How can I love myself more daily? What do I love doing? What can I do to practice more self-care throughout the week or month? What makes me upset? Who are the people and what are the things I need to let go of? And I'm asking these questions because I talked about depression earlier and I believe that I was in that moment, I haven't been diagnosed with depression, but I believe I was so far gone because of all the trauma COVID alone Mm -hmm. was trauma. Mm -hmm. And then you pack on getting COVID, friend dying, friend with breast cancer, um, hospitalized, you know, GI issues, all of that, ankle issues, back pain, whatever. (laughs) All of the 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 nine yards, it's, it's a lot. And so sometimes we don't think about mental health in the way that we should. We don't, we absolutely don't always do that. And so other questions I ask myself during these reflective moments is, what makes me upset? Who are the people and what are the things I need to let go of? I've always told myself that since college, that college, that sometimes you need to let go of the things and the people that hurt you the most. Because mm-hmm. if they're no good for you, then you have to learn when it's time to let go. How can I add to my happiness? What areas of my life can I improve in? If I would describe myself, what would I say? That's a good one. Mm. If I could speak to my future self, what advice would I give her? What am I leaving in the past and want to take with me in the future? And more importantly, what do I forgive myself for? Mm. 
So I got these questions from this blog. It's called Thoughts That Manifest, Awakening Your Soul blog. And it's 50 questions to help you find your best self. Um, so I'd like to answer a couple. What am I leaving in the past and want to take with me in the future? I'm leaving behind bad habits. And I want to take to the future better ones. Giving myself even more grace in 2020. 2022, excuse me, and beyond. I just went two years in the past. <laughs> COVID has us not known the year, right? Oh my goodness. But no, but giving myself more grace in 2022 and beyond. And what do I forgive myself for? For blame and self-loathing? For thinking I deserved what I was dishing to myself? I forgive you, Marcine Berger. I know the road ahead is tough, but now let's move on positively together. Mm. I got this. You got it. <laughs> Self-love to me is understanding your responsibility and being accountable for only what you're responsible for. Being mindful, you talked about that earlier, mm -hmm. Nikki, and true to yourself and never letting anyone, not even you, take that away from you. I recently read this post on LinkedIn that said that other people's words, actions, fears, ideas, mistakes, beliefs, and consequences of their actions are not your responsibility. I will say that again. Other people's words, actions, fears, ideas, mistakes, beliefs, and consequences of their actions are not your responsibility. When you think about that, that's part of the self-love. Mm -hmm. You know, it's part of understanding these different things. You want to know what it said that your responsibilities are? Dear no one, it says that your words, your behavior, your actions, your efforts and ideas and mistakes and the consequences of your actions are yours. During our one podcast, if you or someone you know is depressed, please ask for help. In episode three, I discussed mental health with Darnell Lamont Walker. Please tune in for mental health awareness. For more resources on depression, contact your EAP or find a mental health provider. If you don't have the finances for this, I suggest that you go to your state website to figure out what resources they have. If you or someone you know is contemplating suicide because of depression, please call the National Suicide Prevention Hotline toll-free at 1-800-273-8255. Mental health awareness is important, and especially in the Black community. We are, we are taught to tough it up, and there's no such thing as depression. And in honor of Black History Month, I don't know what could be more important than our mental well-being. Dear no one, I want to close out this episode with one of my self-love approaches. There's no self-love without self-care. Remember I said earlier in the episode I had to learn to give myself grace. Well, I was angry at self, which led to a lot of self-loathing and cussing, and I started blaming myself for the madness of 2021. Thank God I am no longer doing that. Instead, this month, I'm doing fast Februarys. I gave up red meat, rice, pasta, and bread. This is not about depriving myself. Instead, it is the allowance of grace, which is instead of blaming and loathing myself for the weight gain since the pandemic, I am fasting by giving up these four things, which means rearranging my relationship with food and developing better habits. I will reach for these items again, but in moderation. Four friends join me on this journey, and you should too. We can track our project pro progress, excuse me, I'm so used to saying project, via Instagram, on Face, or on Facebook. At the end of each episode, I will check in. Next month is minimizing March, and I will minimize alcohol, tough, sugar, and portions. What will you minimize for self-care? 
happy Valentine's Day, everyone. And don't forget to jump on Clubhouse this Thursday at 10 p.m. I'm sorry, next Thursday at 10 p.m. And join in on the conversation with Dare No One podcast after dark. We will discuss my not yet released self-help book, Is He Your Person? The Frustrated Female Guide to Dating. Next time we meet on the podcast is episode seven. We will continue our self-love series with Mari Vega, discussing her retreats, her fierceness, and her podcast. It's called Doing the Work, and it's a meditation series. Tune in next time, and thank you so much for listening. Dare No One Podcasts, thank you.